0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. T Wolves win a close one versus the Spurs, and they get Ant back on the court. I got Wolves expert Tyler Metcalf to help me break it all down, and it's coming up next on the Locked On Wolves Postcast. You are Locked On Wolves Postcast, part of Locked On Minnesota on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. T-Wolves moved to 16-4. and four. Can you believe it? They take care of business versus the Spurs tonight, 102-94. What's happening, everyone? Back in the lab, back at it. Another T-Wolves Postcast right here on the Locked On Sports Minnesota Network. You got myself, Luke Inman. At Luke underscore Spinman. That's the man Tyler Metcalf on Twitter. At Team Metcalf 11. And before we jump into all the action, quick reminder. Tonight's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. That's Game Time. Okay, Tyler, let's jump right into this one. Lots to cover. Wolves win it 102-94. Nobody hit the 20-point mark tonight. Thought that was interesting. We'll get into that. And I know I come on here, I say this a lot, but I was literally at the game last year at the Target Center. It was the fourth game of the year. Wolves taking on the Spurs. I remember they were 15-point favorites, and I'll never forget it because I remember thinking, oh, my God, 15 points. That's like (laughs) the biggest spread I've ever seen. Not only did they not cover. They lost, and they lost by a lot. Not even close. 115-106 was the final in that one. So uh, when I come on here and say this was another game that the Wolves probably lose a year ago, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Tonight, though, they handled their business despite, I mean, man, it was a razor-tight matchup, a back-and-forth game. Give me your big takeaways to start, your major headlines from this one where, I mean, fans had to kind of sweat this one out all night in what many assumed would be kind of a breeze.
1: Yeah, and it feels like we're kind of saying that almost every game, every other game uh, now where it's like, oh, last year they would have dropped this one, um, which is, you know, both encouraging the growth that we've seen from last year, uh, but at the same time, a little bit concerning. Um, But, you know, good teams at the end of the day. Grind out wins that they're supposed to win, whether they're pretty or ugly, um, and especially when they're at home. And that's what they did tonight. It was an absolute rock fight. It was really gross shooting from both teams. Um, But Wolves had more talent. And at the end of the night, that's kind of what pushed them over the finish line.
0: Um, let me start here. I know a lot to get into as far as the nitty gritty, the details, the box scores, but were you surprised Ant played in this one? Because I was talking to you before we started, we recorded the, the Minnesota basketball party this morning and nobody thought he was going to play as of this morning anyways. And then he gets the start and within, you know, four or five minutes, he's already holding that right hip. Clearly not comfortable, and it showed. He never really found a rhythm all night, looked off for most of the night. Last time I checked, he was 3 from 12 from the floor. Uh, How surprised were you after seeing him on the court Were you upset at all that they ran him out so soon against a, you know, somewhat struggling Spurs team that had lost 14 in a row? Because you had a good thing going. It felt like the last two games without him. And in no way am I going to sit here and say they're better off without him. Of course not. But the last thing you want is to rush him back too soon or put, you know, any guy on the court if they're not fully 100%. Yeah,
1: I mean, we've seen this from Ant before. Um, I think it was the Pistons game last Mm -hmm. year where – Um, I, you know, he had an injury. I think it was the game before or either is either the game before or early that game. And he went out and it was announced that he was out for the game. And then he ends up coming back in and playing like garbage and the Wolves lose the game. And tonight, Ant didn't play well. Um, You know, when you look at his shooting numbers, four of 16 overall, the rough night, really rough night. And you could tell that he was working some of the rust off. But then you look at his overall impact. Seven of eight from the free throw line, 17 points total, seven rebounds, six assists. We saw him playing really kind of high pressure defense out on the perimeter late in the game. So he's 22. He's a freak athlete. If he's good to go, if it's not something where it's like, all right, this is going to get a lot worse. If he says he's good to go, if the medical staff says he's good to go, if the coaching staff says he's good to go, then it's like, all right, well, go out there and play. So, again, kind of a pretty rough and brutal game for him, um, at least in terms of scoring, but he's healthy enough to rack up some rebounds, move the ball, get some assists. Um, so look tentative at times looked like you're shaking off the rust. So hopefully this is the team where he can kind of do that against and kind of try and get back in a rhythm and kind of find his groove going forward.
0: Yeah. Points in the paint. Just talk to me about that real quick. I mean, Spurs first 20 points all in the paint. They ended the night with the advantage 56-48, typically an area that the Wolves hold their own, if nothing else. What'd you see from that part of the game tonight and any adjustments that were made throughout that second half?
1: Yeah. And again, giving up 13 offensive rebounds. It's it's happened all year. They're a little better in that area than they were last year. um, But they tend to give up a good amount of threes, which lead to long, long rebounds. Um, and that's just kind of going to happen uh, when you give up as many threes as they do. So they have to be better at it. Um, obviously, Rudy getting in foul trouble early um, didn't help the rim protection and the the shot deterrence in that area. Um, and once he came back in the second half and really put his stamp on this game and really took over. Uh, We we saw their rim defense improve. We saw their offensive rebounds improve. We saw their, you know, offensive rim pressure improve. So it, it was yet again, just an incredible performance from Rudy and just really dictated what happened in the paint on both ends of the floor.
0: Uh, yeah. And uh, Nas Reed. I mean, sometimes that's all you got to say. Nas Reed. He's hit so many big shots for the Wolves this year, too. He's been such a huge part of this team. Talk to me about his night and and how much he means to this ball club. What's so unique and what makes him so special?
1: Yeah. So, again, kind of a quiet night for Carl anthony Towns, only 14 points. He only had three shots in the first half was three for three, but only three shots. It doesn't matter if you make them all, if you do, only take mm. three. Um, And then we saw the turnovers from cat with six turnovers and some really sloppy and kind of avoidable ones. We've seen it a couple times times uh, this year. We saw it all last year where Nas is capable of stepping up, especially when he's rolling and in a groove, um, his handle, his speed, his ability to get downhill and attack the rim. We saw him expose Wimby a handful of times, uh, you know, when he had to defend in space. And then when the, the shots falling for him, it obviously wasn't tonight, just one of seven from three, but, when the shot's falling, when he's getting to the rim, when he's able to kind of generate some stuff out of the pick and roll, it's one of the rare guys off their bench who can get his own shot um, without needing it set up for him. So as they go forward, this team really doesn't have that legitimate third score. Hopefully once, once Jaden's healthy and back in the groove of things, he kind of emerges into
0: that. But right now it's Nas Reed. Will you remind me, do not, You do not need to go into all the details, but you you just remind me what his contract looks like again. Is he locked in after this year, or could this potentially be it in Minnesota? Uh, I
1: believe it's three for like 47-ish. Okay, so
0: we're good for a little bit. We got some breathing room here. Okay, that feels good. Uh, Um. Did we get the big three on the floor again tonight? Because last game, we talked about it just right at the end. Finally got all three of them out there for a few minutes in the fourth quarter. And those were clearly your best three guys. We talked about that too. 77 combined points from Rudy, Cat, and Nas that game. Most combined scoring total from those three in any game they played in, by the way. Where do you stand when it comes to that rotation, getting those three big guys on the court? And do you want to see more of it? And I, I think it's really matchup
1: dependent. Um, And I think a lot of it comes down to how our cat and Nas shooting on that night, because if both of their shots aren't falling and the defense can just kind of go under and play off of them, um, it becomes a lot less tenable just given how much they can be exposed on defense. If, you know, again, matchups aren't aren't right, but. If things are clicking, if their shots are falling, they're attacking the rim, they're, they're keyed in on defense. There's a huge size advantage that they can, uh, generate there, um, by having, you know, three guys who are all basically centers, um, and two of them spacing the floor that their ability to attack closeouts, get to the rim, you know, neither cat or, uh, Nas are necessarily great rebounders, but that additional size should help there. So I I'm intrigued to see them keep trying it. Um, but again, I, I think it's really matchup dependent.
0: Um, they talked about this in the pregame about how rare and impressive for a player to have a 50, 40, 90 season. I'll be honest. I didn't really realize how special that feed is. It's only happened 14 times ever. So doesn't happen often. Clearly wolves have two guys with those metrics and they're both bigs cat, Nas, I mean, that speaks volumes to how special those guys are. And Cat's been close in the past, apparently. 50-40 season, couldn't hit the free throws, but he's been in that realm, that territory before. And then for Nas, I mean, this is kind of new for him, but just the way he's approaching the game, he has that constant, consistent impact every night off the bench. And to be in the same company as Cat and some other elite, elite NBA talent, I think just speaks so highly of both those guys and their skill sets quick thoughts on the efficiency both those guys are shooting with and and obviously what that's done for the wolves offense maybe not tonight but just in general this season
1: and it's a real testament to cat's kind of ability to adjust because Mm -hmm. first five ten games of the season he was awful he couldn't hit a shot he couldn't buy a shot um so the fact that he's now you know summited to the the 50 40 90 club you know obviously still a ton of basketball to be played but the fact that he's there already just 20 games into the season after a quarter of those games being dreadful from three is a real testament to how much he's how much more comfortable he's gotten in this offense um how he's really picking his spots better and just how freakish of an offensive talent he is and then with nas I mean, it, it goes back to this team desperately needs a guaranteed third scorer and he he is a little inconsistent with stuff um tonight was more so volume than efficiency but when he's when his shot is falling when he's attacking the rim when he's getting downhill when he's getting those little push shots um on the block to 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 drop it's a real boon to their their
0: their second unit's offense Uh, yeah just to have two guys on your roster both bigs by the way again that are knocking it down from every level of the court just so impressive and to have that perimeter threat from those big guys it just opens up things for Rudy on the inside as well like we've seen Um, I do want to touch a little bit more on Rudy coming up and just what we've seen tonight and throughout the season but first a quick word from our sponsors over at eBay Motors Guys, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each and every week, and he's doing it all season long. Whether you're prepping for your daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week they've got a list of players that are guaranteed to fit your rosters. Josh and eBay Motors are here to help you find the players that fit your lineup each and every week with eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. Keontae George is your fantasy pick of the week tonight, going over his projected 19 and a half points, assists and rebounds versus the Mavs. He's coming off a season high versus Portland the other night, and he's gone over his projections in four of his last six games. Mark Keontae George down for another big game tonight. Thanks to Josh Lloyd from On Fantasy Basketball, who's going to help you win your fantasy championship and eBay Motors, who knows every championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Well, Same goes for your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly, and they got everything you need. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it, and with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Rudy Gobert. Eight dunks, most with the Wolves versus the Hornets the other night. And and doing it on both sides, obviously. Heading into the night, 45 blocks. That's fourth in the NBA. And you're just seeing a new level on defense with all the contested three point shots as well is that stifling defense inside the paint talk to me about Rudy yet again we do it every night but just for 2 minutes here what you saw from Victor's first trip to target center and that kind of matchup when they were both on the court together
1: yeah and the it, Rudy and Victor go way back and you know uh Rudy's kind of his mentor i mm-hmm. guess you could say um at least the 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 ESPN broadcast at least highlighted that incessantly. Um but Rudy's always going to show up big in these kind of matchups and he did tonight. And 16 points, 7 of 8 shooting, uh 21 rebounds is absurd, two blocks, little bit of early foul trouble. Honestly just came back and had an incredible second half and without him they probably don't win this game. Uh his defense in the second half was what we've seen all season uh the way he's moving the way he's protecting the rim it's the best he's looked in a Timberwolves uniform and then on the offensive end just offensive rebounding and as he was just an absolute force in that realm uh controlling the paint bodying guys out uh he had a really good seal on Wemby where uh Mike Conley attacked out of the corner and Rudy sealed off Victor and created a huge passing lane for Mike to set up that dunk so he didn't overcomplicate stuff. He didn't try and post, you know, post guys up and try and hit these spin moves or fancy passes or anything. He just crashed the glass, had easy tip-ins, had easy dunks, simplified everything and was an absolute
0: dominant force tonight. Yeah. So good. We could talk literally the entire show on that, man. He has been that dominant and that fun to watch and the catalyst right now. When you think about the wolves last year to this year. All right. I know they're not in Vegas. It's a bummer. Would have been fun to see him down on the tourney, of course. But according to the athletics' recent power rankings, your Minnesota Timberwolves are now the number one team in the entire NBA. They were third last week. They jumped to the top spot this week. They passed the Bucks and the Celtics. Boston now two, Denver three, Bucks four, Suns five. What I love most—excuse <clears throat> me—what I love most about this ranking, they break down every team's success by quarter. And it shows just how good the Wolves have been in quarters two and three. Specifically, they rank fifth and second, respectively. My favorite line in there, they crush you to close out the first half and they pour cold water on whatever halftime adjustments you think you made. They also, they note in there, they rank fourth in the NBA in clutch performance, too. So I guess give me your big takeaways when you hear all that. And just like the national love the Minnesota Timberwolves are starting to get. It,
1: it it almost feels wrong
0: um it doesn't you know, feel right it kind it? of
1: feels like we're in the twilight zone I, you know <laughs> it's like kind of have to keep pinching myself make sure this is real um it i i think a lot of this goes back to Mike Conley and his kind of leadership and his veteran experience um and health they're they're really healthy right now obviously Jaden's out and Ant just came back from an injury but those are kind of nagging injuries that every team picks up they don't they Hopefully, you know, knock on wood, haven't had that devastating, you know, season long injury like they had last year with Cat. And that's allowed them to build this chemistry and find their spots, find their roles. And the fact that everyone's always engaged um, is a real testament to the coaching staff, to the leadership on this team. Tonight, Conley got off to a really rough first half, but he was kind of the catalyst on offense down the stretch there, knocking down threes, um, ended up four of 10 from three with four assists three steals he was really important and he doesn't have to do that every night but when they need him to in ugly games like this he has that experience to take over then you see guys like troy brown jr who up until a week ago didn't have a consistent role in this team but gets thrown in the deep end you know comes out swimming and surviving and thriving so it's just a real testament to to the maturity on this team, and that's something we haven't seen in a long time.
0: No, I'm, I'm so glad you brought up Conley because they shouted out Cat and Ant. They gave them some love in regards to this clutch performance, but I think you're right, man. Mike Conley, I think, deserves some love, too. Saturday versus the Hornets, eight of his 14 all in the fourth, plus four huge assists in the fourth as well. So in the fourth quarter, when the Wolves needed it, uh, I, I mean, he was he was right there helping them guide them down the stretch. Fifty one percent of the Wolves' offense in the fourth quarter all Mike Conley. He makes it look so easy, just orchestrating that offense when needed too. Um, so I'm glad you gave him a little bit of love. I mean, Minnesota number one in the NBA in crunch time in a lot of different categories and metrics. Mike Conley is actually a big reason why. Um, All right, I got a couple more fun ones to end the show. We're going to hand out some quarter-of-the-season awards coming up. But first, a quick word from Game Time. Quick reminder, this episode is brought to you by GameTime because you should never have to worry when buying tickets to any big event. That's why GameTime is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets to any local event. Concerts, comedy shows, sporting events, even Broadway theater. And with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guaranteed, GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets personally for me I just love that view from the seat feature they offer so I can get a real look kind of an accurate visual on where my seats are actually going to be so I know exactly what to expect before you spend all that money and what they're all in prices gametime shows you exactly how much you're spending with no hidden fees it's time to take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the gametime app and see for yourself just how easy it is create an account use code, Locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create any new account, redeem your code. Locked on NBA, $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Game time, terms apply. Okay, my man, we're officially a quarter of the way through the season. Pinch me, that can't be real. I've got four awards to hand out here. I want your vote for each one. We did this today on the the basketball party. So if you haven't checked out that episode, go check it out. You get Ron Johnson and Ben Beacon's answers to these. But category number one, the Wolves' best win of the year so far. Best win of the year. Think back, lot to choose from here. What do you think?
1: I got to go with the Boston one. Yeah, that's um, what I went
0: with. Yeah. That that
1: that was the one where it's like, "Oh my god, this the this exactly. is more than just a hot start to the season. This feels real. And then it kind of propelled into the Golden State wins
0: and that really good road trip. So I I, I got to go with the Boston win. I'm totally with you. That's what I said, too. Overtime thriller in front yeah. of the the home crowd. Ant scores 38, eight of their 13 points in OT. All the drama back and forth. That was kind of the aha game for me. I know they just beat the Nuggets, as Ron Johnson mm-hmm. pointed out this morning. But Nuggets, man, it's just, even though they were four, and one okay all right i get it but they just seemed like they weren't playing their a game quite yet celtics man came in throwing some haymakers Um uh, top bench performer a quarter of the way through the season who you got oh it's gotta be nas
1: nice. um he, he just he's so important to what their offense is i get I guess Nikhil is close, but he's been in the starting lineup for a good amount given the injury. So I, I, I got to go Nas. I, I think he's just such a catalyst um, to the second unit's offense, which can get really, really ugly at times uh, when
0: when his stuff isn't flowing. Um, and I said this as well. I'm repeating myself a lot right now. But the fact that there's even a healthy debate right here, <laughs> I, kinda, I think that kind of speaks volumes because yeah. I think, and I asked Ben Beacon this, heading into the year, Nas would have been A heavy favorite, maybe not a landslide, Mm -hmm. but a heavy favorite for this award. So, I mean, yeah, Nas wins it for me as well. But props to Na, TBG, everybody else on the bench as well. I'm going to go with Nas as well, though. All right, top highlight. This one's tough. You got a million Rudy Gobert dunks and alley-oops to choose from. You got a bunch of nasty ant highlight jams as well. Is there one that sticks out the most, though, thus far? You know,
1: I don't think there's one. Oh, uh, you know what? I, I'm gonna go with the uh, the the Rudy Gobert defensive sequence on Chet Holmgren. Oh, that, that's a that's good one, game, man. That, where, that's uh, really outside the box. That's good. Where he he closed out on him in the corner, chased him into the lane, didn't bite on the shot fakes, contested a couple shots. Um, so I I, I I'm gonna go with that one.
0: No, I, I I like that one a lot. That's good. All right, last one. Best quote if you have one. This one again, a little tricky for me. I went with. Ant dubbing mike conley bite bite for, again. no apparent reason no rhyme or reason the fact that he's just doing everything in his power right now to make it stick makes it even funnier with each passing day apparently conley again claims he's never been called bite bite literally ever in his <laughs> life so he's praying it's just a phase but Ant calling conley bite bite it gets my vote man just kills me
1: <laughs> yeah he's always good for a couple of those every year um mm-hmm. I'm going to go with just a more recent one. I, and, you know, I, I'm a little biased because I was in, fortunate enough to be in the locker room when he said this. But w- w- when Rudy said if Cat would just plant his ass in the corner, we'd score 150 a game. So I, I'm going to go
0: with that one. <laughs> That's a good one as well. That's a good one. Nobody mentioned that one on the show. So I'm glad you called that one out. Um, all right. Grizzlies, Pelicans, Mavs, Pacers, Heat, all on deck. Quit thoughts. When you hear that stretch after what you saw tonight, what needs to change and what needs to continue?
1: Um, attention to detail is the big one. Uh, turnovers have gotten really sloppy recently. Um, these last couple games, maybe that's because of some of the competition level Hornets spurs, not, you know, the most daunting teams in front of them. And Timberwolves tend have this tendency to kind of play to their level of their competition. Um, but if they kind of turn the ball over like this against those teams, um, especially now a healthy Pelicans team, a Mavericks team who's playing well, the Pacers who will put up 150 in their sleep, the Miami mm-hmm. Heat who are so disciplined. Uh, it, it could get really ugly over that stretch um, because those teams punish lazy play. So that they really have to kind of hone in, take care of the ball. Uh, I thought their shot selection overall tonight was solid. Outside shot has to fall, be a little more consistent with that. But the, the big one is
0: just unnecessary turnovers and just dumb fouls. The Wolves look like a team that had three days off, a little sluggish, off all night. You you mentioned a a lot of the details. Nobody shot more than or scored more than 20 points. You hope tonight, though, was a game where it just kind of flips back on here because you're right. You look at that stretch coming up Grizzlies, Pelicans, Mavs, Pacers, Heat. Um, you're right, man. You, you, there's no easy games in the NBA period. No easy dubs. You can just chalk up as an easy win, but, um, they certainly need to learn from this and how, how, how great is it? What a luxury that even though they didn't bring their a game tonight, they still come out with these W's night after night. That's so huge. Uh, last one, what's going on around, uh, the rest of the league since the last time we talked, what's well, kind of caught your eye as of late. I, I, I the. the the Spurs um yeah yeah what's been more surprising let me ask you this to close and then we'll get out of here what's been more surprising to you the Spurs start and their struggles obviously or the Wolves start and their successes what do you think more surprising
1: I I think I have to go with the Spurs because I thought they would at least be somewhat competent and they they just suck they've been really (laughs) really bad um I I I know that's oversimplifying it Mm -hmm. but And all those takes about Wemby's going to lead them to the playoffs um, in this rookie year, not looking too great. Um, You know, it's really hard to do that as a rookie, so I'm not faulting faulting Wemby, but we need to calm down with rookie expectations. They're just bad. And I know they're trying to experiment with a lot of stuff and they're trying to, uh, you know, they're really focusing on development, but it feels like they could be destroying confidences and just not finding what works. They're finding a ton of what doesn't work, mm-hmm. but they're not finding a whole lot of what does work. And it's kind of feels like they're wasting years of guys like Devin Vassell, who is mm-hmm. really good tonight. And I just, I, I don't, I still don't understand why Trey Jones isn't starting a point guard for them every night. Um, he's not a world beater, but he's competent. He can take care of the ball. He defends. So it, it, it's just weird.
0: It's very, very weird. Yeah, well said. Can't go wrong either way because I think, again, you ask most people, it's a split (laughs) 50-50. Yes, you're right. The Spurs have been drastically surprising in a bad way. Wolves, though, as well. I mean, Ant should be getting MVP votes. Not saying he'd win it, but, like, some votes. And, like, I don't think anybody had Ant getting votes either. And just, I mean, we don't have enough time now at this point. But uh, there's a lot of reasons why I think a lot of people would pick the Wolves as being the more surprising team as well with their hot start. Uh, Well said, though. Well done tonight, as always. Wolves win One first, one versus the Spurs 102-94. They moved to 16-4 and on the year. As always, huge shout-out to everyone who joined us on tonight's postcast. Appreciate it very much. Rest assured, we'll be back each and every game. Same time, same place right here to break it all down. Quick reminder as well, go check out all of Tyler's work over on Twitter at Team Metcalf11. You got anything you've been working on since the last time we talked, the last week, anything we can keep our eyes peeled for?
1: Uh, nothing specific, but we, we always have awesome Timberl stuff up at canishoopas.com. And if you enjoy the draft and college stuff, uh, go check out nba dot com.
0: Got your own stuff over there too. So the. Always daily stuff. Both sites, incredible workers. You know I'm a big NFL draft guy. I would love to pick your brain, sit down with you, and talk NBA draft and kind of get me brush up a little bit and get me caught back up. I would love that. Uh, That'll do it for us tonight. Next on deck, it's the Grizz this Friday. Tip-off, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Join us again right here for the entire recap. And follow all our work over on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota Network. One more plug if you haven't already. You got to go check out Ben Beacon over on the Locked On Wolves podcast as well. He's Tyler Metcalf. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter, at Luke underscore Spinman. Until next time, signing out. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.